Another episode, episode 19 of the Novelty Growth Voice podcast. I'm sitting here with a good friend of mine. We just met about two weeks ago, actually, but he is a good homie. His name is Liam Pinero. How are you doing, Liam? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. Um, Real quick, before we dive in deep into your story, I kind of want to give a background on what Novelty Voice is about, why we do this podcast, and, and really Novelty Voice is just a platform for creative entrepreneurs and young professionals to be heard. You know, our goal is to interview really awesome, up-and-coming, dope movers, doers here in the city, get to know more of them on a personal level, uncovering their journey, their mindset, and their vision for what they're doing. Respect. So why am I here? <coughs> no, I'm playing. Honestly, I have no clue. Why okay, are you buddy, here? I, I think I want a contest as a winner <laughs> appearance on the Novelty Voice podcast, so here I am. No, um, honestly, he is here because this this dude has been grinding for how long you've been doing videography? Man, honestly, I, I used to bust out the flip cam. You remember that thing back when <laughs> I was like... USB on the yeah, side? Yeah, yeah, a little plug right into the laptop. Man, when it first came out, so I was probably like, I don't know, 14, 13. And know. how old are you now? How 22, young? 22. 22. You're getting up there, baby. Okay, cool. My knees crack every time I stand <laughs> up, so I'm pretty sure that means I'm getting old. <laughs> I think that's what that means. Hi. Not only... She wants me. Yeah. All right, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I think we all... <laughs> Yeah, no, so there's a big window in front of us uh, right off of East Market Street. We're at 120 East Market Street, 120 Collective, Wave One Media, amazing podcast studio. If you have a podcast that you're trying to start, um, build, then this is a great spot to get going. We're right in front of this window. People are walking by. The speakers are playing across the street. What's up, man? How See, you doing over there? Everyone that walks by is a potential fan. <laughs> Beautiful hair. You conditioned? He's here. We got range on this thing, dude. You can hear it from across the street. How you doing? Good? Yeah, bro. This is great. You can hear it two blocks down. You can hear it. You can hear it two blocks down. It's probably just because I'm loud as hell, but we'll just act like it's the speaker's fault. (laughs) But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm already I'm I'm on a tangent, dude. Just reel me in. If you need to smack me in the middle of this, just go ahead, reach across the table. It's whatever. No, no. Uh, You really, you know, not only is Liam a videographer, but he is going to be our host for our comedy show Thursday night. Here at 120 Collective, 7 to 10 p.m. Um, if you're walking around on the streets and you hear this, 7 to 10 p.m. comedy show. Um, link in Adam Karendang's bio, Novelty Gross bio, Novelty Events bio, all that good it's stuff. It's also in my bio. All, also in Liam Pinero's bio. Thanks for the bio. shout out, dude. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but let's get going on your story yes, and sir. your journey. Where are you from, man? I was born in the great state of New York. You might have heard of it. New York, never heard of it. The Empire actually. State. <laughs> and so what brought you to Indiana? Now I'm an indie boy. Well, you see, uh, <clears throat> my stepdad was in the military, and he got stationed out at Camp Atterbury, which is in Edinburgh, Indiana. So we... Uh, we packed up the car and we drove on out, and now I'm just a regular old Hoosier. And how old were you when that when that happened? Man, I, you know, people ask me this all the time. I should really verify this <laughs> with my parents. I, I just say, like, I was around 10. So, like, it's, I've lived about half my life in both places. Quick maths, that's not right. I've lived here longer. But, I mean, like, just generally speaking, like, I've lived about half my life in New York and half here. You know what I mean? Okay. So and the next question is usually what I like better. Is that what you're going to ask me? Uh, I wasn't, but watch what do you me, like better? Now assuming. Now well, see, that's the next what question. you get for assuming. Don't do it, ladies and gents. I actually, I uh, I think I prefer Indianapolis. And I'm not just saying really? that because I'm in Indianapolis. I will say, I'm not just saying that because I'm in Indianapolis. But you would probably like it in New York because, obviously, you've been in New York, what I'm saying. You'd probably like living there because, like, there's always, just, there's, like, a sense of pressure and urgency every day, man. <laughs> like, I get up at 4 a.m. to go to the bathroom, and it's like, wait, wait, I need to check my emails. I need to send in my spreadsheets to my boss. Like, dude, like, no, I'm just going to go to the bathroom and go back to sleep. Here, first of all, people are friendly, and, I mean, it's just a nice, relaxed way of life, but there's a nice community here who, you know, can uplift you and motivate you, and you can expand your network with these people. Like, um, for example, you know, get into the photography and videography field. You got people like Connor here. He's a bit trash at photography, but he tries, and I mean, he's got a, he's got a great Instagram feed. No, I'm playing. Everybody follow Connor. He's an amazing photographer. I've actually been comment, commenting flames on his photos for the past two years. He finally noticed me uh, about a week ago. But dude, Adam, I'm 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 going on a tangent again. Dude, I'm letting you me. do you. Man. Just stop me. This What's is, up, brother? But anyway, <laughs> don't let me back in the studio ever again, dude. Oh my God. But yeah, I'm from New York. I'm sorry. Next question, bro. Don't let me don't let me go on. No, too you're long. good. I like it. This is your show, bro. This wow. is your show. Um, So you like indie better. Mm -hmm. You moved here when you were around 10 years old. How many siblings do you have? I have one biological brother, and I have 
three stepbrothers, so I have four brothers. Okay. No sisters. Are they younger, older? Uh, I'm the second youngest. One is they're all they're all getting up there now. You got some old folks now. <laughs> I think the oldest is 25. My brother Flo, who a lot of people have Your seen on my social Flo? media. No, uh, it's Noel, but okay. he, we call him Flo. That's a whole lot. We're gonna need a whole separate podcast for that <laughs> one. No, uh, well, my brother Flo is 24. My brother Alex is 23. My brother Dante is uh, 20. And I'm on I'm 22, so it's like all in the same general age range. Okay, and so what were your hobbies growing up? Fun you know, house besides up. videography, right? Um, so yeah, we were all, again we would we'd always make stupid videos and stuff like that just for our own personal enjoyment. Probably all on a hard drive somewhere in my attic or something. But dude, we do the basics, you know. We'd uh, play with wrestlers, action figures, and no, <laughs> uh, we did actually when we were really young. But that, like football, um, we used to play. We play a lot of sports in like the neighborhood. I tried about everything in school too. Um, just to see how it was. I mean, obviously, I was a god at everything, but I just couldn't. I couldn't commit. I couldn't commit to one. So I ended up uh, in the band, which that's actually that's actually true, dude. I actually was in marching band in high school. I'm well, not high kidding. Where did you go to? Greenwood. Okay. Um, and I was actually in the marching band for two years. Won a state championship one year. Okay. I got that rang. I didn't bring it, but it's too it'd be too clunky on the table. That's what a piece it, right there. What interesting. Guess what I played. Trombone. Trombone? No. <laughs> the swaggiest of all. Come on, bro. Saxophone? No. Oh, no. That's, a, that's, that's good. What? Uh, the drums, bro. Okay. Because okay. I play the drums, like, set, too. And, like, I play the marching snare drum. But it's funny because I want to play the trumpet because my mom played the trumpet. My mom's, like, my idol. Shout out to my mom. I know she's listening. <laughs> so my mom played the trumpet, and I was like, I want to be like my mom, except taller. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I tried to do the trumpet. Bro, they straight up told me my tongue was too big, bro. <laughs> bro, I do. I have a big tongue. Um, that, that's strange to say, but it's true. And they're like, yeah, this could impede you from playing the trumpet properly. I was like, well, you don't say. I was like, I literally said, I was like, well, isn't that sort of go for any other instrument as well since it's all sort of a very similar mouthpiece? And they were like, yeah. I was like, all right, I guess I'll play, play the drums. drums. Yeah, so that's kind of how that worked out. How's it going? Um, so, yeah, so I played the drums. I did that. Spent a lot of my time making music. Um, you know, I tried SoundCloud rapping for a little bit. Uh, How'd that go? <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny? I actually probably have a song on SoundCloud. I, I, I don't even know what name. My brother and I are always on these, like, we always do these <laughs> things where we try to, like, <laughs> just try to do, like, something random and cool, and we just kind of half-ass it and put it out there into the world. So it's probably, a, it's probably a song of my brother and I rapping on SoundCloud right now somewhere, but I don't know what the name would be. We're going to find that and then attach it. <laughs> it's going to be the, the new intro song for every podcast <laughs> from now on. But, yeah, like, just a lot of, a lot of basic, like, adolescent kid type stuff you know what i mean hanging out in the neighborhood and i think that's really cool about like people our age is that like i'm gonna sound like i'm 45 right now but like i feel like our age group was like sort of the last one to really get to enjoy you know what i mean like going outside and like yeah. hanging out with their friends riding your like, bike yeah yeah, yeah. drinking from the, the the hose and everything you know what i mean <laughs> and so like kids it's, these days it's kind of cool kids these days they don't respect hard work man <laughs> if i'm being honest with you you know what i'm talking about in the suit but anyway, yeah, you thought it was God for a second. <laughs> Close enough. No, I'm playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but uh, no, so we did all that. But I think it's cool. And that's another thing that I thought was cool in that, in that, in that regard is that, like, we kind of saw the change, like, up close. You know yep. what I mean? It's like we went from doing all that to, like, like now if you're just born and you grow up a little bit and you get an iPhone. But we went through the... The Palms, the Blackberries, yep, the, the, the Motorola Razors, the Flip Pantech phones. Duo. Yeah, dude, the, the Sidekick, all that stuff. I really probably sound like I'm trying to sound like I'm an old man. I'm not. I, I want to be young for as long as I can, so that's not what it's all about. But I, I it, it does interest me. I think it's really intriguing, and it makes me think about, like, what's going to happen in another 20 years, you know what I mean? Do you think that because of the increase of technology nowadays, like, uh, like where do you see that progression going? Do you really think that we're going to be living in a, a world of, like, robots or, you know, with the AI technology? Where do you see technology going? Bro, first of all, Elon Musk scares the hell out of me. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, his, the, the potential that's there scares the hell out of me in that field. Not necessarily Elon Musk. I'm just trolling. That'd be cool to hang out with that dude. But I don't know, man, because... It, it, to a certain extent, I feel like what else could possibly what what else could we possibly make? You know what I mean? That hasn't already been made at least once. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what what technology have we not explored yet, or what capabilities have we not explored yet? So like what what are we going to see? Time in the travel, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I think that, like and I can't like technology. I don't know if it's going to be like, more wearable or some shit like that. Like mm. you have, like a watch that can just like pop up on your. I don't know, 
probably do it. I mean, what do you think about the kids that are growing up and literally just staring at iPads and iPhones until like when they're born? You know what, you know? man? I don't, I don't, I don't know why. So this is probably isn't good for me to say because I can't really justify it. But I don't think it's good because <laughs> like I find myself at 22 years old, I like have to slap myself on the wrist and be like, dude, stop. Like I have, a, I have an alert on like all my social medias that pop up and it's like, yo, you've been on for an hour or however long mm. today. Um, Instagram's the worst for me, so that's the only one that I really have to like do it. That explore page will get you. That explore it page will. will get you. You'll be watching <laughs> shit you didn't even know you liked, and then you're like, oh, okay, it's been three hours, dope. But that's what I. So I, I do like I have to motivate myself to not do it so much. So like I think that being born into that and that's all you know mm. as a lifestyle, I think to an extent it's 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 more difficult to sort of break that habit than it is for somebody like our age. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean that's super interesting to me because when we were growing up, you know, uh, we people aspired to be doctors, right. uh, veterinarian, whatever it was, firefighter. Now kids are growing up and wanting to be YouTube famous. Yeah. You know, they're, they're looking models, up to yeah. people like you, right? Right, and they're they're really being like, "Damn, I want to make some videos," you know, and, and they're out here just like making videos, and kids don't care, so they yeah. just put up some funny yeah. stuff and yeah. go viral. Exactly, <laughs> and like they don't think, and myself included, I do this shit all the time. Like myself included, they like don't realize that the stuff on the internet lives forever. You know what I mean? So yeah. like when I run for president in ten years, this shit might come bite me in the ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully there's a societal shift and they'll just start accepting things like this because most people our age, we all got fucked up shit online. You know what I mean? So like another thing um, about that is, um, well, about like social media in general is that like you're right, like. I think I saw, I, I, I can't quote it because I don't remember exactly what the source was, but there was a there was a poll that said, like, more people would rather be famous online than, like, mainstream, like, mm. Hollywood, like, TV movie star. And I thought that was crazy. That is crazy. But it's like, like you said, it's like, that's all they know. Like, they've grown up with that. They're exposed to that far more than they're exposed to, like, like how many kids watch YouTube all day compared to watch a movie? You know what I mean? Mm. And so it makes sense. And especially... And another thing to sort of go off of that is that I think it's it's harder. Like every single day that goes by, I think it's harder to stand out online. And I mean, there's so much yeah, noise. There's so much noise, dude. Yeah. And it's like even the most specific of fields. Like for example, um, <laughs> I saw a video on Instagram like two weeks ago. Of <laughs> okay, there's like a there's like a subgenre on. It's not even a subgenre. It's like a genre on YouTube. I, I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's like mukbang, mukbang. <laughs> they eat. Y'all sure. know what I'm talking I'm about. Yeah, sure. they eat. Bro, okay, so I saw a clip from one on Instagram, and it was some girl eating, a, like, a 15-pound lobster. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I was with my friends the other night, and I, I was like, yo, y'all got to see this. So I went on YouTube. I typed in eating 15-pound lobster. And it was like 100 results. And so I'm like, it's like no matter how unique you're going to be, and no matter how unique you think you are, there's, it's such a saturated platform, no matter what you're using, dude. I don't care if it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, Club Penguin. Bro, there's so many people on everything doing everything. So it's like, I think I'm cool, bro. Like, I had a damn video that I thought was going to really do well on my YouTube where, like, I went to, uh, where did I go? Um, Florida, the Dominican Republic, the Bahamas, and, like, I don't Mexico or some shit in, like, four days. And, like, I thought it was really cool, and I made this video, and, like, it got, like, less views than my normal videos i'm like what the hell can you do to stand out online these days dude and that's why not to like call anybody out but like the people who really generate a lot of traction and attention usually are doing some dumb shit you know what i mean or like yeah. some crazy stuff you know mm. and i think to a point and they're always apologizing for it after the fact blah 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 but i think to a point they do it on purpose because they know that's like that's what, that's a lot of people catch. aren't willing aren't willing to risk that so they're just like, fuck it, and we'll try it. And a lot of the times it works. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's just something that, like, I say this all the time. Like, people ask me, like, what my ultimate goal is. Like, I always say, like, it's just to be successful and happy. And I know that's kind of a lame answer. But, like, it changes so much because there's gonna, who knows what opportunities I'll have in six months, let yeah. alone five years. So, I mean, like, I can't, like, pigeonhole myself into saying, like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber or blah, blah, blah. I want to be a TikTok star. <laughs> That's the new thing, dude. That is the new thing. I I see it but, everywhere. But it's like, so I just say that. But yeah, dude. So this this generation scares me sometimes. Not the not the people, but like the 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 way of life the for environment everyone. That yeah, we're yeah. Like in right now. Yeah. That makes sense. So I mean, when two questions here. Mm -hmm. So one, 
being when you were a kid then, mm -hmm. what did you want to grow up and be? Did you want to be a videographer? No. Or, so what was it for you? I wanted to be a chef. For, that's the first okay. job I ever remember wanting to have. Then I realized I couldn't even make ramen right, dude. And I'm not even kidding, bro. That come out hard as hell, dude. <laughs> so I, I was like, well, that's probably not in the cards. And if it is, I'm going to have to go through a lot of schooling for that. And then I want to be an actor because I actually did plays like since um, elementary school. I was, I was the moose in a play called Moose's Loose Tooth as my first lead role. And I really, <laughs> really popped off on that one. <laughs> Still waiting for the academy to get back to me. But uh, no, so that was really cool. And that's when I really like enjoyed and fell in love with the process of like, entertaining and like, you know, like being in front of the camera and stuff like that. Um, and so then I was like, dude, it'd be cool to be like an actor. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I was like, all right, yeah, let's try this. So like I did like small acting stuff, like did a couple commercials. And what's funny is like you never know what what is going to lead to a, a certain opportunity. Like, for example, when I was on Vine, um, it was a lot of work. But I, was, I wasn't making very much money. Like I made money here and there doing like sponsored stuff, like brand deals or whatever with like apps and stuff like that. And uh, so... I, people were like, why do you work so hard on this? You're not making money. I was like, oh, I, was like, I feel like something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, I, always say, I say that about everything. I say that about YouTube still. I spend four or six hours editing YouTube videos all the time. I'm like, you don't even get any money. I'm like, yeah, I feel like something's going to happen. And so with the Vine thing, that kind of helped me get into the entertainment industry. Um, producers in Batesville, Indiana, who won the Doritos halftime commercial were like, they emailed me and they are like, hey, we saw you on Vine. Uh, we have a role in a commercial coming up if you want to do it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool, yeah. So I went down to Batesville, shot a commercial, and then actually while I was there, they were filming a reality show about the family that filmed the commercials and won the contest and all that. It was called Indiana Joes on A&E. I don't even know if that ever aired, to be honest with you. Indiana Joes. Yeah, Indiana <laughs> Joes. And I don't know if it ever aired, but, but so that was cool. And then they called me back, and I was in two other commercials, and I mean, I've done stuff for like, obviously, I'm not doing like lead roles for this stuff, but you know, I'm getting, it, I'm getting my foot in the door, meeting people. That's what I find the most important, you know? So like I've done like very small stuff on like Chicago Fire commercials, like like small parts in the in the TV industry, but it's cool like the people you meet. Yeah. And all that starts from social media. So like when people say like, oh, it's so hard to do this stuff and I don't make any money, I'm like, yeah, you're right, but like just keep doing it because like you never know who you're gonna meet. You know what I mean? That's facts. And so you basically got your awareness when you started with Vine. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. And so um, Vine comes out, and were you just one of the first people to adopt the platform and start using it, or how did that? How did you get into Vine? And then you know, tell the story of uh, how you kind of just increased your followers mm -hmm. on Vine really fast. Right. Um, and yeah. Well, what I say all the time, people ask me about this, is that like it's funny, it's interesting because <coughs> when I first downloaded, Vine, please don't like sneeze when I'm in the middle of explaining. <laughs> I mean, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I actually when I first downloaded the app, I didn't like it, bro. And I was like, nah, forget this app. Screw it. And I deleted it. Like, literally deleted it. Like, I, don't, I never delete apps, but like, whatever. So I was like, whatever. Screw Vine. Exactly. <laughs> Down with Vine. I don't support it. What up, dude? But uh, he gave us the nod. Hell yeah. Um, he looked like Jeff Bridges. But anyway, I downloaded the app again after, like, all my friends started using it. It was, like, a little bit more popular. And, like, I was like, all right, cool. So I downloaded it again. And I was like, this, this is, this is kind of fun. Like, my friends and I, we get together. We make stupid videos. I make videos with people my family, my grandma, my... My uh, dad, my mom, my brothers, all that stuff. Like, my animals, literally. Like, I would just do anything I could find a funny vine to do. I'd, like, screw it. Find any excuse to do it. So, there was, it was, like, a very gradual increase at first. And it all started because I met a guy named Jeremy Scott who lived in Tennessee. And he had, like, I think 20,000 followers. I could be messing these numbers all up. But generally, it was, like, he had, like, 20,000 followers. And he would, like, revine all my stuff. Because, like, he thought it was funny. And, like, we, we ended up talking. And, like, we actually got along really well. We talked, like, every day, just, like, messing around, like, homies and everything. And uh, so he would share all my stuff. And then, of course, I would gain a little bit more followers. And, and, like, residually, people would be sharing my stuff as well. That came in new. And then so like, most of the stuff coming in from Jeremy shares. And then a guy named Ross that followed Jeremy had, like, I think 50 or 75,000 followers. And he would see my stuff on his page. And, like, he would reshare it. And then, like, uh, it went back up to this guy named uh, Patrick Barnes who had like 100,000 and then the same thing, and then literally got all the way up to people like uh, Max JR and Jerry Purple Drank, who have like millions, and they shared my stuff. So like, I went from like 500 to 5,000, I think, in like two weeks, and then I went from like 5,000 to 10,000 in another two weeks, and then like 10,000 to 50,000 in like a couple months. And Jeez. it was crazy, yeah. And like once that starts, it came out I was like 15, stupid as hell. I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> it's like, that. and like social, like famous, 
I'm not saying I was. I'm just saying like it is now. Like uh, people are now like famous social media stars. Like wasn't a huge thing back then. I don't yeah. feel like you know. What I mean, like you couldn't name off like Logan Paul, Dick Paul, <laughs> all that shit. You know what I mean? So like, I didn't know of the potential that I that I could have possibly achieved. You know what I mean? If I would continue to pursue that, but. As soon as I started making these videos, dude, as soon as I started gaining, like, all these new followers and, like, brands would, like, pay me to put their stuff in my videos and everything, which I worked really hard on my ads. I didn't do every ad that was offered to me, by the way. <laughs> but, like, if I made an ad, like, I really worked hard to make it funny and not terrible to watch because I know how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you watch an ad, you're like, oh, come on, dude. But, so I tried... But, like, it, it seems like very shortly after all that started happening and I really started getting into it and realizing that, like, oh, my God, like, maybe if I capitalize on this, I could, like, make a living or, like, or in some way or, like, expand this following to my other social medias, blah, blah, blah. And, like, then they killed the app. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. a good point, though. So you get to this point where mm -hmm. you have 50,000 followers, you think that you could actually make a career out of this, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden the app's gone. Yeah, that sucked. Bro, and it's so funny because, like, when I would, like, go into school, like, of course, like, I was, like, the Vine guy at school and everything. You know? Yeah. Like, dude, put me the Vine, put me the Vine. People <laughs> running up to me with their Vines. Dude, And so, like, of course, that was it. And then, like, when they canceled it, everybody was like, dude, dude, how do you feel, bro? And I was like, I was like, actually, I just got done crying in the bathroom. And now that's why I was how late. How do you feel? Yeah, how do you get, bro, you tell me, bro. I don't even know who I am anymore, bro. But that, no, bro, like, straight up, it fucked me up for a minute. I was like, what, what, what do I do? I was like, what do I do now? And so, like. What did you do? So what I should have done was immediately create a YouTube channel mm. before they completely killed the app and said, hey, everybody, subscribe to me on YouTube. It's free. But I didn't do that. I'm a dumbass. And instead, I chose to wait like literally four or five months mm. after the app was like completely dead to make my YouTube channel. And I mean, shout out to all the real ones out there, dude. Like a thousand of them followed off the bat, but like, that's one fiftieth, you know what I mean? <laughs> so then it became the whole process over and over and over again. It was and it was it was harder because mm -hmm. YouTube is like even more oversaturated than Vine was because Vine was like new and like cool and like sort of like niche, you know what I mean? Like yep. it wasn't everybody doing YouTube, so or Vine. And so like when I switched to YouTube, it was hard to grow because um, what's up, dude? Because <laughs> like like I said, there was there were so many people doing it, and so like that became discouraging at first, but. I mean, I, like, I was, like, so young, you know what I mean? I was like, I got time. I just keep doing it. And, it. and it worked. Like, I met a lot of cool people through that, too. And, I, like, what I always say is, like, obviously, I feel like this should go without saying, but, like, you never know. People might think, you know, I'm kind of a douche. So, like, I always say the followers aren't what I appreciate. Um, well, I appreciate my followers, but I'm saying that's not what I take away from, like, all the work that I put into social media. Like, first and foremost, I take away, like, the connections, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I've met some awesome people. Yeah, the network that comes from it, dude. I mean, we met through social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And so, like, that's that's why I continue to, like, pursue those different social media things. And, like, that's why I work so hard and spend. And, like, that, like that's the thing. Like, there's times when I'd be editing a YouTube video at, like, 4 a.m. And I'm tired as hell. And I have to wake up at 7. And I'm like, dude, like, nobody's going to care if I don't, like, pop off on this edit section. You know what I mean? Like, like just, like, a simple montage of me, like, driving down the street or, like, riding my skateboard. You know what I mean? Like, I could just throw it in there. But instead, I choose to do, like put the cool music in, you know, put the cool sound effects in. It's like, nobody's going to care about that, dude. But it's like, the one person who, whose opinion could really mm. matter will watch that, and that'll stand out to them. And that's what really keeps me going and motivates me to do my best for every single video that I post. And that's why, like, some people say, like, dude, you haven't posted in, like, two weeks. It's like, yeah, but because I would much rather post inspired and well-produced and well-thought-out content than just, like, churn out some, like, half-assed stuff, yep. you know what I mean? Quality over yeah, quantity. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. so, like, I, I understand completely, though, like, the other side where, like, well, dude, I subscribe to you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I get that. Like, And there, there, that's why when I do go back, I don't go back for, like, a video and then leave. For, I'm like, all right, yo, I'm taking a break. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a little burnt out right now. I'll be back. Don't worry. Like, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff going on. Like, I, I plan. I have, I have things in the works. Like, you guys are going to like it. But so, yeah, so like, that's just sort of another thing that I always touch on is that like, like essentially it boils down to that. Yeah. Uh, quality over quantity. You know what I mean? So for sure. And so what kind of um, like what are your strategies now in order to get awareness? Because we were just talking about how it is difficult to mm -hmm. create YouTube videos nowadays. So mm -hmm. what do you do specifically to make sure that you're standing out and delivering the content that um, your people specifically want to see right. and will be interesting to someone who's never seen your videos right. before? I think um, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing, especially lately, is finding 
is finding things to get new people. You know what I mean? Okay. Because uh, fortunately, and I'm very appreciative for it, like the core following that I have on YouTube, like they're pretty loyal. You know what I mean? Like they send stuff to my PO box and everything. Like they they write the like the best comments ever. I love them, dude. They're 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 the best. And uh, so that's really cool. And I feel very fortunate to have them. And I, I'm thankful for them being there. But now it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm not not to get on this again, but like, I'm 22 now. You know, like <laughs> I feel like I should be like establishing a little bit more of uh, uh, more growth and expanding my network. And that's why, like, I've done things like what I did with like Casey and with Neve and stuff like that. And I think when I do that, it's also interesting to new people and the people that have been here for so long. You know yep. what I mean? Because Obviously, I say it in my videos all the time. Like, my stuff is, like, strongly inspired by people like that. So it's, like, for them to see that, like, for me starting out, like, making a video, um, saying, like, in 2016, 2015, being like, dude, Casey Neistat's so cool. Like, he's my favorite YouTuber. Mm -hmm. To, like, now, 2019, like, he's following me on Twitter and everything. And, like, with same thing with Neve. Like, I'm sure I've, I've talked about that on my vlogs in, in years past and said things like, oh, dude, that's my favorite show. Blah, 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 blah. I love the show. And uh, I love the style, like, like the documentary-type style. And, like... Now, like, meeting him and everything and being mm -hmm. cool with him. Like, I literally just texted him today. Like, I, it's, it's, it, it blows my mind. And it, it's because of the people who have been there from the beginning to share it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I can only do so much. I can make the best video I can. I can make what I think is, like, the most shareable video possible, most entertaining, most funny. But, like, at the end of the day, like, it's so hard to succeed individually. And I don't encourage anybody to try. Like, it's so mm. important to have a good network and a, and a motivating network and people that are happy to share. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to beg them to share. Facts. So you just want to you want them to naturally want to. So I think that's an important thing as well is surrounding yourself with that community of people who are going to push you to do better and are going to be there to help you take yourself to the next level. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I, I'm all for my friends stepping to the next level. You know what I mean? And so like that's what's so cool about like things with, like the Casey and Neve thing is that like it's not just me. It's like everybody else helped me as well because like I said, dude, like that thing got so many shares like when I first posted that video. So that was really cool. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, um, go to Liam's Twitter and you can look at the videos and, and follow the whole entire um, process of this. But yeah, for real. he uh, made a creative video. And uh, if you guys know the, the show Catfish, Neve, uh, his co-host was yep. is leaving the show. Mm -hmm. So he put a video out there. Hey, we're looking for a new co-host. Liam saw that. People were like, hey, you should do this. And he made a creative video. Go check it out. Got a ton of shares. Um, long story short, Neve ended up seeing it and reached out, and the whole entire story is online, so you can go check yeah. it out. But and that's really cool too. I think is like the whole thing is online. Yeah, you know I mean, the way like, you did that, I really like. Isn't it. that cool? It's yeah. like I love stuff like that, and that's what really got me into vlogging in the first place. Is that mm -hmm. I love being able to go back and watch. Like I can go back and watch stuff from when I was like 17. Now, like on my YouTube, it's so cool. And that's the thing. I think nowadays, in order to really stand out, I mean, yeah, you can go create like funny, stupid videos that mm -hmm. like people are just like, "What the hell are right. you doing?" Yeah. But I think if you if you can tell stories through mm -hmm. your content, that's one of the major things that's nowadays because yeah. people actually are intrigued. 100. Um, and you know, especially with someone like you who has fans, has followers who are watching your move if you can just keep them up to date on right. what you're doing in your life that's what people are more curious right. about these days yeah because people like they invest in like you as a character you know mm. what i mean it's like in, in in their life's movie you're like a character you know what i mean so it's like i understand like they they do they invest their time sometimes they invest their money it's like I, so if i if all i have to do is like give you guys entertaining stuff to watch and, and take you along on the ride with me like i'm happy to do so and i think it's cool to do that too you know what i mean like from going from like I'm thinking about making a video to, you know, I made a video to, hey, I'm going to post a video. Like, I posted the video. If you guys like it, feel free to tag him, whatever, to everybody and their mother tagging him. You know what I mean? I was like, it's so cool. And, like, I, like, always have my camera rolling, dude, when I'm doing stuff like that. It's like when all that starts happening, I have footage of just me being like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and, like, with the Casey thing, like, I literally have a video of myself running into my bedroom, like, oh, my God. Freaking but out. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, and it's cool because, like, my brother knows to record me and shit like that and stuff like that happens. So it's, like, it's cool because I always have that, like, authentic, genuine reaction, like, on video somewhere. Like, that's somebody dope. comes through and gets it, which that's nice, yeah. But I take cool Instagram pictures of him, so it all... It all evens out. But, yeah, so, like, I, I just love the process, dude. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's awesome to be able to, like, share that with, with so many people. And that's one of my favorite things about the Internet in general. So, where, like, where do you want to take this? Um, you know, you creating videos. Is, are you, what's that vision for you? Are you trying to become um, something? Are you trying to work for a certain company? Are you just trying to build a platform that does something? Like, what's your vision for it? Dude, my thing is, like, first of all, I'm hot as hell. I got to take this. 
Adams, this fleece off, dude. You got the. Uh, me and Adam are both wearing Columbia fleece yeah. today, baby. Ooh. You know how it goes. Hold nice. on. I got to take it off, bro. But anyways, got the sorry. Polo. Hey, man. <laughs> got it on discount Edinburgh, baby. <laughs> like 12 bucks, dude. Can't beat it. But as in, in, in terms of what I want to do in the future, we were kind of talking about this earlier. I don't, I don't really know, man. And it, mm. it's, a, it, and I like to say it. Like a lot of people, like sure. if they're my age, I keep, I, I, guys. I don't want to sound like I think I'm old, but like 22 <laughs> in, in the digital world, it feels like it's like 32. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so like I don't know, and I, I like to say it because like I feel like there's so many people that act like they got all their shit together. Mm. You know what I mean? And that like it really like freaks people out who are like maybe similar ages or in similar fields that feel like they're behind or feel like they're. Like, dumb for not knowing what they want to do. I'll say straight up, I have no fucking idea. I don't know, <laughs> dude. I don't know what I want to do tomorrow. You know what mm. I mean? But what I do know is that I try to put myself in a position to where I have control over that. You know what I mean? And yep. so that's why I stopped working at a shoe store and I opened a, a video production company with my brother. You know what I mean? And now, like, I, uh, we're going to try to start flipping houses and shit like that. So, I mean, like, all things that, like, I'm sort of in control and more, more so than, like, you know, working for a certain company. Uh, technically, um, I'm like a, a independent contractor for Pat McAfee still. So mm. I mean, like it's all things that I've worked really hard to put myself in, po in the position to do, where I can kind of maneuver however I want to. I kind of make my own schedule, um, do what I want. You know what I mean? So I feel very fortunate for that as well. But it definitely took a lot of planning and groundwork and behind the scenes work that a lot of people don't know about. You know what I mean? But in terms of like asking me like, what job title do you want to have in a certain amount of years? I really don't know, man. Because like I was sort of saying earlier, like you never know what what's, what's going to be. Happen. Yeah, like yeah. there could be a completely new avenue that I could pursue in, in just like six months. You know, yep. Like Vine Two is coming out in the spring, dude. There we go. I'm gonna be a Viner again, the return baby. Of I'm gonna be a Viner again, baby. Don't play. <laughs> but so like just just stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like and that happens all the time with like different technology and different apps and different platforms that you can share your stuff on. So. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just riding the wave of life, baby. You I know feel you. Mean? No, yeah. no worries about that. And that's honestly, um, kudos to you because, like you said, a lot of people can't just be like, uh, I don't know, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. like the fact that you show that vulnerability, I mean, that's what actually gains the respect from people. Like no one really cares that's about like for, baby. I'll take my shirt off. I have to. I'll be vulnerable <laughs> as hell all, all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like I like to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And so. Um, here's something that I think that people would be very interested in. You mentioned Pat McAfee. Mm -hmm. What was it like working for Barstool and specifically uh, Pat? Dude, I got to say, it was actually incredible. So, like, just to give a little bit, like, just build sort of a little, little quick exposition. I was driving back to New York to visit family with my mom. Um, people were tagging me on Twitter, and I had no idea what was happening because I was, I guess, the only, literally the only person in Indianapolis that didn't follow Pat McAfee on Twitter <laughs> or and or Barstool. So, um... And we were driving, everybody's tagging me, and I was like, what the hell is going on with my Twitter? So, like, I, I opened it up, and it was everybody tagging me in a video that Pat, uh, no, a, a picture that Pat McAfee posted, which was him announcing his retirement, and also announcing that he was going to be working for Barstool, and also announcing that he was going to be opening a, like, damn near fantasy factory in, uh, right on Meridian. And I was like, okay, I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. And, like, at the end of it, he was like, I'm going to need creative people to be on camera, behind camera, edit, like, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, dude, you got to do this. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> and so at that point, I had already had, like, at that time in my life, I think I, I had, like, two editing jobs already. And I was like, I really don't want another editing job. Like, I'll try to do, like, like on-air personality type thing. You know what I mean? So the deadline, of course, was literally one day after I got back from New York. So I was like, oh, perfect. So, like, I wrote the whole thing while I was in New York. I planned everything out. I, like, got a hold of a bunch of my friends. I was like, yo, can you help me on this day when I get back? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't fuck me over because it's the <laughs> only day I can do it. And they're like, all right, we got you. So I got back. A couple of my friends made this video, um, and I posted it on Twitter. There was an email to send it to you, so I sent it to the email. But I also posted it on Twitter just because I thought it was dope. And, like, uh, Everybody, a lot of people sharing it and like people like dude pat you gotta hire this dude they're pat bro 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 look pat 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 <laughs> i was like okay yeah pat 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 look mother <laughs> but so like everybody tagged him and like probably in dude probably 15 minutes he uh liked it mm. and then i was like hey and then he followed me and i was like hey and then he dm'd me and i was like oh fuck and so like this is dope and so he followed me and uh, he dm'd me he's like hey cuz i love your hustle love to see uh love to see at the open interviews in march blah 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 i was like all right damn cool and then I was like, all right, so uh, what the fuck is Barstool? Like, literally, <laughs> dude, I was like, wait, for real, what's Barstool? So, like, of course, I, like, researched Barstool a bit, like, found out a little bit more about Pat. And, dude, the interview process was crazy, bro. Like, what was it like? 
So there was like a thousand applicants, a hundred people that he interviewed. And so like I went into the office over there. It's uh you know on Meridian that that thing with like the red awning by that it's like a buff there's like a metallic buffalo on the corner and then there's like a red awning. It's right by the library. Probably if I saw yeah, it. Yeah, if you saw it you yeah. probably would. But that's that's the office. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, my bad Pat. But anyways, um yeah, so we went there and it's funny because I got there early because, you know, I wanted to make sure, you know, leave a good impression, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was parked there at a meter, and uh, I look to my right, and I see Pat grabbing a flat-screen TV out of his truck bed. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, so, like, I walked out. How you doing, sir? What's up, baby? One. You're number one? I don't got anything, brother. Oh, yeah, bro. Sorry. Have a good day, though. Yeah, man. God bless. God bless. I thought you were saying right now. I, I don't know. But anyways, so we get we get in there, and I see Pat pulling this TV, like a flat screen TV, out of his truck bed, and I'm like, oh hell. So and then he just grabs it and he stands. He's standing at like the corner. It's a small TV. Otherwise, I would offer to help. With it. <laughs> but I saw him standing there. I was like, what can I do, bro? So I walked up. I stood right next to him. I didn't say anything until I, just, I stood right up and I go, I go, hey man. I said. I'm here for a barstool interview. Here's the address. I had it on my phone. I go, here's the address. I don't know where the fuck this is at. Can you help me find it? And he just starts laughing. He's like, oh, he's like, I recognize you from the video, cuz. I was like, what's up, dude? He's like, hey, welcome, welcome. So I dab up a little bit. And he's like, hey, uh, and his friend came out the door at that point. He's like, hey, just follow Diggs over there. He'll take you down to where everybody's waiting. I was like, all right, cool. So I went down, I waited there. First day, dude, 14 hours, bro. Oh, and damn. it was like, it was like fucking like American Idol or some shit, dude. The whole warehouse was empty. Like there wasn't anything built yet. It was just completely empty. There was a booth, four chairs behind it. It was him and his boys sitting there, the people that were, like, heading the company. And then there was one fold-out chair, like, sitting on the other side, and there was a spotlight. <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of cameras, because a crew from Barstool, New York, was, like, documenting the whole thing for, like, a docu-series. Um, and so, like, then they just started calling people up, dude. And I'm pretty sure it was alphabetical, so I was fucked, of course, because I'm in, like, second half. But the first person that called up was Jordan Berry. Shout-out to Jordan Berry. She works in New York now, Barstool. Um, and she wanted to be a PA, and she goes up there, and they literally hired her on the spot. So she was a PA for the rest of the interview process. So I was like, oh, That's shit, dope. like, this is a crazy day. What's going to happen with me? So, like, I probably waited, like, 10 hours. And I go up there. Um, they interviewed me. It was really cool. We, like, went over the video that I submitted, and they told me what, like, sort of shit they liked about it and stuff like that, like, la laughed about it. Everybody was actually really cool. It was a bit of a daunting process at first because I was like, damn, like, what are these dudes going to be like? You know what I mean? Like, fucking Pat McAfee, like, Barstool. Like, what the hell's going on? But it was really cool, super laid back. Um, and then the second day, they like, they, like, called everybody up back up at the end, and they are like, all right, day two tomorrow. I was like, day two? What the <laughs> fuck? I was like, Jesus. I was like, all right, all right, let's do it. Hell yeah, why not? So come back day two, and uh, he was like, all right, today's a challenge day. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, uh, he's like all right, well, what's going to happen is I have an athlete here that you guys are going to interview. I'm not telling you what sport he or she plays. I'm not telling you what team he or she plays for. But you have an athlete here today. Find some questions you want to ask. Make them uh, be adaptable, and I'll see you up there when we call you up. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, are you kidding me, bro? I was like, who is it? And so, like, everybody's going up there. And then they just went home after that, by the way. So, like, they couldn't come back down and tell us who it was. Yeah. So they go up there leave and like of course i'm <laughs> like the second half again and and the, yeah the next day it was random but i was still like third to last and i go up there and uh, yeah so he goes he goes they're like they prep you outside the room you're like all right the athlete's gonna be sitting there you're gonna have a mic on your chair blah 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 you have uh, a minute i think it was a minute i was like what the fuck and so like i walk in it's fucking Pat sitting on the chair. <laughs> I literally look at him. I go, you piece of shit. And he just starts cracking up. I was like, bro, I, I should have known this was going to be your ass. But anyway, I was trying to, I was thinking like, man, like, how can I, what's something that nobody's asked him? So I, I think I asked him like, if he thought he could kill somebody, like kicking him in the balls or something like that. Because he's a punter. You know, he got legs of steel. I think I asked him that. I might have asked who had the biggest wang in the locker room, but, you know, there's <laughs> just, just stupid shit like Disclosed. that. that I, bro, yeah, and, like, nobody nobody asked him that shit. That's all I cared yeah. about, you know what I mean? Being so, different. Yeah. Awareness. So, day three. So, like, there's another cool. day. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, Come back tomorrow, bro. bro. <laughs> it's like, fuck. All right. Let me just text my boss. Hey, you're not going to make it tomorrow. <laughs> so, wait, day two, did uh, they, each day, are they eliminating people, no. basically? Okay, no. gotcha. So, um... Some, to be honest, though, maybe because some people didn't show up, and I can't think of any reason why, but it wasn't like a super big amount of people that didn't show up, so I don't know. I just assumed maybe they were like, fuck it, I can't come back day, day two, but whatever. 
that, that people come from like Texas, like oh, New wow. Jersey, New York, yeah, the California one. I was like, damn, okay. Um, a lot, obviously, like a couple from Chicago and everything. Um, but uh, so he was like, come back tomorrow. We're doing the cutting process. So like, of course, you come in the next day, big empty warehouse. Everybody's like arced around. He's standing there in the middle, the spotlights and everything. Dude, it was literally like the Bachelor, bro. Like he called <laughs> us up one by one. He's like, literally, I think he was like, "We'll see you in the summer." Or he'd be like, "Thanks so much, man, but we gotta send you home." I was like, "Are you <sighs> shitting me?" I was like, "You fucking." Kidding. In front of everyone. In too. front of everybody, the yeah. camera crews and everything, dude. And so like, I went up there and he was like, "Love you, brother. We'll see you in the summer." I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" I was like, "All right, cool." So then we had like a two month gap, and then he hit, he like mass text everybody, "Hey, <laughs> it's Pat." <laughs> Uh, just come to the office, uh, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, okay. And so then uh, we went to the office, and he was like, all right, we're going to break you guys up into teams, and uh, you guys are just going to sort of get to work. And I was like, get to work on what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, we just want to see how you guys work together. You guys, you guys can, like, make some videos, and like, the next tomorrow well, you guys can work with somebody else, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So the challenge was, it was like a challenge after we already got hired. To, uh, I think it was just like to see who his favorites were, you know what I mean? But like, it was like, he was like, make a welcome to indie video, but you can't use like your fancy cameras, you can't use drones, you have to record everything on your cell phone. And I was like, all right, cool. So I worked with a guy named Jacob Harris who actually goes to IUPUI. Um, he edited it, and I was like the personality because there had to be an editor and like a personality. And so, like, we did, we tried to do some creative shit too. Like, we, we duct taped my cell phone to my drone. And I asked the guy, I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, I was like, does it, is it, can we like duct tape the dr the phone to the drone and use that? He's like, Pat, I was, like, I, was like, I was like, Pat, I'm trying to pop off here, bro. I was like, can I duct tape my phone to my drone? He's like, if you want to risk it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck it. So he did that, and it, uh, only person, only people that did it. You know what I mean? So okay. like, that's always my my thing is like, I'm so like particular about it in my own head like mm -hmm. i get in my own head about it all the time like dude is this gonna stand out is this gonna be unique enough like is this, this is what everybody else is doing you know what i mean and it's like i'm just so paranoid about it even if it's probably not that i just go like over the top with shit like that all mm. the time so that was really cool met a lot of cool people through that process too like of course and then of course we spent the whole summer um working together as well we had a uh meetings like every week at morty's comedy club yep. on the north side because uh the VP of Barstool Indie, Todd McComas, actually owns that place. So, like, we went there, we met there, the kind of brainstorm group, and, like, pitch ideas to him. If you liked it, you just say, all right, go ahead and run free and be free. Go do it. That's so, we did that. And then there was a show called Live at Nine that was a live stream that went on a couple of times. A lot of cool people came through that. Adam Vinatieri, Craig Robinson, like, a bunch of cool people that, like, you could just meet and, like, that were there to see Pat and be on the show and stuff like that. So, that was really cool. Met a lot of cool people. Like I said, met Ben through Barstool. Like, mm. that's how Ben and I met. Okay. Uh, ben and Joey from Barstool, Austin Taylor, a bunch of cool people. Corey Craig, bunch of shout-outs. I'm going to leave somebody out, but I'm sorry. But, yeah, so that was really cool as well. That was last summer. And then, again, like, there was still probably, like, 20 people or, like, I don't know, 30 people. And uh, once the summer wound, wound down, it was like an internship. It wasn't like a job, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. he just kind of, like, let everybody go. And he, like, kept a couple people and said, uh, hey, like, I really like your stuff. Like, fuck with you, bro. Uh, you can be an independent contractor for me if you want, which basically, like, you can make whatever the hell you want whenever you want. Send it in. If we like it, we'll use it, and we'll pay it. If not, like, like That's dope. And that's, so that's yeah. kind of, like, so what you're techni Technically, that's still on, but I haven't made a video in, like, a year. So <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a while. But, yeah. So that was a really cool experience as well. Something that I was how, for. How often are you filming? And actually... This last two months is probably the least I've filmed since I was 13, dude. Really? Yeah, just because I've been doing so much other stuff with, like, being on other people's stuff, you know what I mean? Which yeah. I like. I like it. Like, like the podcasting world, you yep. know what I mean? Like, this is really dope to me. Um, and, like, obviously, with, like, the stuff that I've been doing to everybody else, and, like, like I said, like, the real estate stuff, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to explore different avenues. But, like, I say this on my YouTube channel all the time, too. I'm like, my YouTube channel will never be something that I don't use. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, I'm always going to want to post, like, special videos on here and, like, things that keep you guys in the loop because I appreciate, like, your presence over the years. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. So, um, and the thing is, like, even if I'm not posting, that doesn't mean I'm not filming. So, I do still film stuff because, like, when I do take a break, I like to put, like, together, uh, like, a compilation, like, catch-up compilation, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and just sort of keep people up to date and stuff like that. So that is something I do. I have my camera a lot. I have my camera right now, my vlogging camera at least. Um, and I like to do that as well. So maybe I'll take a little clip well, before I leave. Why aren't you vlogging, I know. bro? <laughs> I'll take a little clip before I leave for sure because um, this would be a cool thing to throw in on the, on the catch-up video. But For sure. Um, 
I have a couple more questions for you. <clears throat> Fire away. They are going to come at you, so pretty quick. All First right. one, who has been your biggest inspiration thus far, whether it be family, someone that you look up to? Um, All right, I'm going to have to break it into two then, because family, I'll say my parents, which is three, my mom, my dad. Oh, fuck, I can't even think of my grandma. All right, Loki, it's my parents. But I'm going to say my grandma because then I don't have to pick favorites. But my grandma's literally like my best friend in the whole world. We make videos together all the time. <laughs> She's been through a lot, dude. She's like super strong chick. Love her to death. Um, we get along really well. We hang out all the time, literally every day. Um, so I will just say my grandma for that. And then like air quotes professionally or creatively, same thing. Probably Casey Neistat. Just yep. somebody I've been watching probably for the, the almost a decade at this point. And somebody who really pushed me to get into, like, seriously pursuing filmmaking and creating in any capacity, you know what I mean? So probably Casey Neistat. For sure. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, what is your definition of success? This is going to be so generic and lame, dude, but honestly, being happy, dude, because, mm. like, I'm not a person that says, I want to make good money, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I'm not afraid to say that. Like, I do want to make good money because, like, there's... Like being comfortable is important, you know what I mean? Not being so stressed is important. And I think without money, there is a lot of stress that comes with that. Um, but there's people that are rich and miserable, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, definitely being happy. And I think that comes from doing what you want to do. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm on the right path, you know what I mean? Hopefully. Sure. But yeah, you are. So, yeah, that, I'd just say being happy, although that's sort of a lame answer. I think John Lennon said that too, didn't he? I don't know. That, yeah. I just know Liam Panera yeah. said it. Hey, man. <laughs> The new John Lennon non playing. Um, next question would be what kind of impact do you want to have on the world? Hmm. I want to be thought of as a sex symbol, to be honest. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I just want to make, you know, oh man, I don't know how to put this into words. Like, for example, I'll go back to Casey Neistat. When I watched like the vid like some of his first videos, they like they moved me, bro. You know what mm. I mean? And there's so much stuff that I watch and it's entertaining, but it's not moving, you know what I mean? And so to be able to do that for somebody else and sort of shift the trajectory of their entire life, which that sort of did for me, yep. that is what I think I want my impact to be, is like to be able to like motivate people to really like go for it, you know what I mean? Because so many people just yeah. wait for the right time to do shit, and there's really not one, dude, except like right now, you know what I mean? So like just sort of be a motivating factor in people's lives and like help them realize their potential is probably what I would say I would want my impact to be. For sure. I love it. And so... One question that we uh, have been anticipating all night. What's something that's interesting about you that no one knows about? Oh, my God, man. I totally trolled your ass, too. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly I what I'm going to say. Like, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> man, bro. <sighs> I don't get dizzy. You don't? What no. do you mean you don't get dizzy? No, bro, I don't I'm get I'm going to spin you in that chair yeah, and yeah, you yeah. don't get dizzy. yeah. What? Does this spin? Yeah, we'll do it after the thing. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that, I don't I don't know why, bro. That's actually that's like a low-key superpower. I might be a superhero. I know, dude. I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but no, I'm fine. But yeah, so that's that's kind of fucked how'd up, you, right? How do you figure this out? Dude, I don't remember. It's like funny. your brothers are just spinning, you're like, "Why am I not yeah. getting dizzy?" It's, bro, what it is? I think it came from like, bro, I've, I I I have ADD straight up. Like, I'm always <laughs> moving, I'm always doing shit. And so like, when I sit in a chair that spins, motherfucker, I'm spinning. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not stopping either. So, like the only reason I'm not is because it's wire, bro. So, like, <laughs> if I'm in a chair that spins, bro, I'm kicking my feet around. I'm telling people to push me around. And then, like, I guess after I would get up, they'd be like, dude, like, how are you not dizzy? I'd be like, wait, well, yeah, I don't know. You just got immune to it. I, bro, I don't, maybe. Maybe you, I did yeah. it so much that I don't know. But, yeah, so that's something. Uh, what else? A lot of people, like, think that I'm, like, a uh, delinquent, bro. Like, what? they were surprised. <laughs> like, for example... I didn't get drunk once until I was 21, bro. Mm, I didn't really? get drunk once until I was 21, yeah. I didn't, like, sneak out or, like, do any of that shit or, like, get a fake or anything or even mm. steal my parents' alcohol, bro, until I was 21. <laughs> and now I get shit-faced three <laughs> times a week. <laughs> once I turn 21. <laughs> now I'm a piece of shit. I'm actually drunk now. That's the only reason I came. No, I'm fine. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of – most people are like, what? You know what I mean? Mm. I was like, yeah, dude, I don't know. Guess you I honestly lame. do. Like, your personality is, I would assume yeah. that you partied yeah. in high school. I'm not surprised. Sure. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But I, I went to some, but, like, I just didn't. Because I'm paranoid about shit, bro. Like, mm. maybe that's an interesting fact, too. Like, I'm in my head about everything. Like, <laughs> like, if I get drunk, how am I going to get home? If I can't get home, then I have to actually call my parents. They're going to be so fucking mad, dude, blah, blah. <laughs> and I think it was like, I didn't want to let my parents down because my parents have always been the best, dude. You know what I mean? So, like, I just didn't want to do anything to them that I felt they didn't deserve, and they definitely didn't deserve that. Um, because, like, you know, I want my kids to be like that with me. You know what I mean? Facts, yeah. Yeah. 
No, so. I, I feel you. That's good, though. That's yeah, man. both really good, interesting facts. I'm a good boy. So that's, that's the takeaway. <laughs> um, where can people find you? They can find me everywhere at Liam Pinheiro. L-I-A-M-P-I-N-E-I-R-O. They can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pornhub, Tinder, <laughs> MySpace, literally anywhere there is an internet connection. <laughs> Type in at Liam Pinheiro, and that'll be me. What's your most active platform? Well, you know, probably like Snapchat or Instagram purely for the story aspect because I probably do like every day. But I tweet a lot now these days. I'm trying to get good at the Twitter. And then uh, the Twitter. I am trying to post more on Instagram too. I think I posted, like I said this last time I came, I think I posted like five Instagram pics this okay. month, dude. So that's nice. like a new record for me. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm trying to get out there and everything. Check your boy out. Get at me. Um, Computer just died, but we're still good. <laughs> um, my last question would be, yeah. so one, before I go into my last question, mm-hmm. if uh, this is your opportunity, open mic, do you have mm-hmm. anyone that you want to shout out, um, anything you want to say? It's all you. Only thing I want to say is, if you guys, the lovely people in Indianapolis, if you don't get your asses to the Laugh Out Loud comedy event this Thursday from 7 to 10, actually 6.30 to 10, at 120 East Market Street, I will be severely upset with you. Big and facts. Yeah, I'll, I'll s- s- lightly slap you on the arm, <laughs> and you'll probably punch me in the face and knock me the fuck out. But please come, man. It's going to be a good time. It will be. It will be. I appreciate that. Um, and then the last question for you. So let's say, Liam, you go on and you get 100 million followers on YouTube. You're making videos left and right. People are inspired by your work. You go on to be, you know, your all your dreams, everything comes mm-hmm. true for you, and you're at the end of your life, mm-hmm. and everything, every video you've created, everything that you've done is mm-hmm. completely wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> you have one lesson that you can leave with your children, your family, your loved ones. What would that lesson be? Well, at that point, it would be back that shit up on a hard drive, because <laughs> I want it back. <laughs> uh, damn, dude. Be good to people, bro, because... Mm. And I say that genuinely, man. Like, I always say, like, my, and I don't mean to say this arrogantly, but, like, my favorite, like, attribute about myself, quality about myself, whatever you want to say, is that, like, I treat literally everybody, like, with the same level of respect, dignity, you know, any politeness, no matter, like, where I meet up with you, how I meet up with you, like, if you're at the top or the bottom of the totem pole of life, man, get the same thing from me, bro, and I mean, I I just feel like everybody should be that way because it makes me feel, like, really nice, you know, and people are, like, genuinely, you know, good people to each other, you know what I mean? So, like, I think that's very important to to instill in the youth of uh, I agree. this 100%. generation. It's all about genuine connections, genuine interaction because people see through the bullshit. And I'd also be really pissed if all my shit got wiped out. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> back that up on a hard drive. Bro, back, back, backing it up. Facts. Right on. Well, that wraps up another episode, episode 19 of Novelty Voice. I'm Adam Karendang. This is Liam Pinero, and we are signing off. Okay, bye.